2: It's time to add some spice to your Nooner. Nooner. (laughs) Funny. This is the place where big-time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice.
3: Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. And we have
4: landed in Sin City. Rothman and Ice. Live from Radio Row. We are sponsored this week. By Low T Center, Low T Center reinventing men's health care. I am Anthony Rothman. Across the table from me is the Ice Man, Matty Ice Hayes. And to our right is C B in his silver and black Raiders cap. Good to have you guys along for the ride with us this week. He's already traded in the Orange and Fudge. When in Rome,
5: ladies and gentlemen, when in Rome. Matty Ice. Yeah, man. We started, made it, my friend. We have made it. I uh I think I have a neck cramp already because You just have to keep your head on a swivel here on Radio Row because when we entered the building today, the first person I saw was Puka Nakua, and then I saw Cam Newton. And me as a wrestling fan, I got to see Seth freaking Rollins. The list has gone on and on and on. The atmosphere here is absolutely incredible, and this is going to lead up to, man, what should be a very good Super Bowl. So the excitement level I have right now to be here, to be doing this, to be amongst these people, it's through the roof, man,
4: so, I'll, I'll give people a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Uh, and by the way, you're not missing anything. You're just missing great restaurants, resorts, sports, attractions, entertainment. That's all you're missing. <laughs> you it's really right. not that much. You, you ain't right, um, but I will tell you that, you know, since I've done this many times, and Maddie, this is a newbie, I expected him to be a little starstruck. But let me tell you about my friend, Maddie ice Hayes. He's very... Um, He's, he's unassuming. He doesn't want to go and, and, and bother people. He's just a nice guy in that way. And so I've been kind of touting him, hey, let me take a picture of you with this guy. Go get this guy. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I don't want to bother him. Um, maybe the one guy, and it's funny because we have all these athletes, and I'm going to tell people that I, if I had to pick one person in this room of 1,000 people that could identify people by face I would pick you to do that for us because he knows he can recognize everyone. I thought I was good at this. There is not anyone that walks by, ex player or former player, current player that Maddie doesn't know. But when there was this guy that everyone does, there's a guy here that nobody knows who he is. He's wearing red head to toe, these weird sunglasses, white boots, and everyone's asking me, Who is that? Who is that? And I said to them, There's pretty much only a few guys in here who know who that is. And one of them is sitting right here. And when I said to Matty, do you want your picture taken with him, he finally said, Okay,
5: fine. Absolutely. Will you be tweeting that picture out? I will put it out there. I will put it out there. There's a picture of Seth on my Instagram Tell already. Tell people who he is. He's no- Seth freaking Rollins. He's the world heavyweight champion right now. He is married to Becky Lynch, a.k.a. the man Seth Rollins, a big Bears fan. Big, big Bears fan. So if we get a chance to talk to him, I absolutely will do that. But for me right now, amongst the athletes, the comedians, all of these guys in here, Seth freaking Rollins is my number one because, as you know, I am a diehard wrestling fan. So, you said heavyweight champ. He doesn't appear that big. It's the to name me. of the title. It's oh, the name okay. of the title. Right. It's the name. It's about the what's, the. what's that saying? It's not about the size of the dog, but the fight, whatever that saying mm-hmm. is. That's Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Can you help me out with that saying, please? Because I know you know. It's it. not the dog in the fight. It's there fighting the dog. You but know you know how much
4: I'm against dog fighting in general, so I rarely <laughs> okay. use that one. Okay. You right? <laughs>
5: help your boy out. I was helping you. Help your out.
4: boy out. Um, so, we got started pretty nicely. Um, so, yesterday when we flew in here. We witnessed uh, almost a throwdown between the pilot of Southwest Airlines and the supervisor, which was nice. So we get to the airport, and for people who listen to the show, you know that, that Fish, RPD PD, had us booked originally on like a 330 flight out of Columbus. And we thought, what a gift. That's an incredibly nice guy. He's going to give us a full travel day. Yeah. And then he said, well, no, you're going to do the show. And I said, well, wait a minute. How in the world are we going to make that 330? Well, you'll just have to hustle. I don't know if he's new to this whole flying thing, but uh, what I've heard is you have to kind of get to the airport a little earlier than little five bit. minutes before your flight. Just a little bit, and so we get there, and the the John Glenn is dead. It's the deadest I've ever seen on Monday, and we're there, and we're sitting there, and I hear this announcement from down the hall, down the the corridor, saying, "Hey, flight whatever to Vegas nonstop." Uh, he was naming off names. Get your butts down here. The plane's going to leave, and I looked at these guys, and I said. Are you guys superstitious? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, most people don't like to change flights because they feel like if you have a fear of flying, if I change flights, I'm, I'm creating cosmic yeah. things that don't want to have happen. Let's just stay on our flight. I'm like, guys, it could work the other way, too. Maybe we're getting off the wrong flight, which would be great. So I walked down there, and I said, hey, you got, you got three seats on this flight nonstop to Vegas. He's like, three? I got like 50. And, and I walked down to you guys. He goes, but we're leaving in 10 minutes. So I walk down to Maddie and CB, and I say, hey, if we want it, we're going right now. So the guys walk down, and we start to check in, and the pilot comes out of the plane. I, actually, first of all, I lied. The supervisor's having an argument with the guy that controls the door to the ramp. Yeah, there
5: was a a very loud, don't yell at me, in the lobby area. And then we got Mr. Pilot that came around and told the supervisor, you do realize this plane leaves in eight minutes. The supervisor said... Pipe down okay i got this under control i'm these guys are going to get on the plane what you didn't tell us though or they didn't tell us though is that amongst those 50 seats was what my friend all middles (laughs) (laughs) all right he left that out and we were all in a boarding on
4: southwest we were loving life like hey we're gonna get great seats we're gonna we're gonna command the whole row i think maddie even said when i said there are 50 seats available maddie goes we might all get our own
5: row. I was ready to stretch out. I was ready to stretch out on that plane, and, uh, yeah, I got a, the Kimbe Mutumbo figure yeah. put right in my but face. But it was great uh-huh. when
4: the pilot came out to talk to the supervisor. I've never seen a pilot exit his own plane, oh, yeah. leave his plane, and walk up the ramp to the supervisor and say, hey, I'm not going to be delayed another hour. You get him on the plane or I'm out of here. Yeah. And the supervisor looks at him and says, they'll be there in three minutes. And he said, well, you better hope so because 150 people are going to be wanting to talk to you. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was That's incredible. how we started the trip. It
5: was incredible. And then we got all the looks when you walk, when we're walking down the aisle, everyone seated, and then you get all of those pockets of seats, all those middle seats popping up, and people looking at us like, please don't sit next don't to sit me. Don't sit next to me. Yeah. Do not sit next to me. The guy I sat next to, he was a good sport about it. You guys seem to be having a party behind me, a lot of voices, a lot of drinks, a lot of bottles getting popped in the back. What was that mm-hmm. like in the back of the plane? Because apparently I was in the wrong spot. Apparently
4: they recognized the radio show, the go. voices when the three of us were talking I mean, listen, and all we, of a sudden it
5: was it was on. They were I heard I swear I heard behind me that Oh my god, there's Emmy Award winning okay, host Anthony Rothman, we gotta pop some bottles back here. But they we did were, recognize your voice.
4: They did recognize We were your voice. actually we actually had a pretty good time. We're going to Vegas. We're in the back of a plane, everyone's in a good mood yeah. and and we got here okay um you we partied with uh, we've already partied pretty hard here yesterday we did work the presser over at the lake las vegas where the chiefs are staying at the west lake las vegas the 49ers are staying at the hilton
5: lake las vegas speaking of lake las vegas did you guys see the story that came out yesterday that apparently some coyotes attacked an nfl player Uh, where we were yesterday i'll get more details on this but there was a video put out i don't know which they don't
4: attack unless they feel attacked
5: i saw floating around social media yesterday so i'll get the details on that but what Ar is describing was a very good time man we sent out some videos yesterday you were right there in the middle of the swifty scrum talking to, to travis kelsey not taylor you came out of that thing looking like you were in a sauna big dog you were really grinding in there i respect the hustle It it,
4: it was really turning the clock back because usually I don't have to work that hard. (laughs) And it was back in the day where you're doing TV and you got to find, you know, an area between the tripods. But it was, I I, I came out of the interview with Travis Kelsey thinking his love for Cleveland Heights might be even more than his love for Taylor. I'm serious. I don't know
5: about that. Oh, I'm telling you. He he was
4: glowing when he was talking about Cleveland Heights. Yeah. And when he talked about Taylor, it was like, Hey, you know, she's got her thing, I got mine. I'm kidding. He didn't say that. But he did say when somebody asked him about what have you learned about this fame, the levels of fame, and he did say, I'm, I'm famous in Kansas City. She's famous worldwide. There is a difference. It's a beast. Um, it's
5: absolutely a beast. It was one of those rare situations to where the tight end of the team, Had more media attention than the star quarterback. You were on one end getting Travis Kelsey. I was on the other end getting Patrick Mahomes, and I was much more comfortable in the Mahomes situation than you were with Travis Kelsey. And on the side, you did a you you tried to come at him from an angle. You know what he's used to handling that. You know what I'm saying? He's used to having his tackles get beaten, missing, making guys miss. But that's the power of the Swifties. Is what you're describing is that everyone wants a piece of Travis Kelsey because he's attached to one of the biggest celebrities in the entire. Row right now it's pretty cool to sit
6: yeah
4: so it's it's a we're really in an awesome area so we're at Mandalay Bay in the Convention Center and this is where Radio Row will be all week and we'll put out some videos and kind of show you guys behind the scenes what's going on on the show page um, our plan today is to have our normal hit with Shefty at ten thirty three I can't wait to ask him about this churning of the waters for Justin Fields because yeah. remember when I said that the Bears are obviously going to try to get as much as they can. Could there be a potential where that, that price tag is going up for fields as far as trading for him? So we'll ask him that. And then at the top of the hour, I, by the way, I made my first mistake. Whatever. I just said 1033. Our time. Instead of 133. 133 the people are actually listen to us. I
5: think, they, I think the, the people knew what you meant. The All people right. knew what you meant. Man, Sorry. They can do some math yeah. better than we can. Yeah,
4: but I don't want to make them work. In about 23 minutes, Shafter will be on. Does that help? That'll be better. Um, so, because we're doing the math out here, we're all jet-lagged and everything. We were uh, partying at the uh, at the Grand Prix last night where they had the Formula One race. Incredible. And it was one of those media parties that started out like a dud and we were going to leave. Yeah. This place is dead. Yeah. Let's get out of here. To, uh, whoa, wait a minute. Things
5: just got weird. It got better and better. As the minutes rolled along. When we entered the party, you walk in, the racetrack looks cool, the vibe is nice, a bunch of vendors everywhere. You know, I was but disappointed. One of, the, one of the big problems was... Yeah. We're like, wait a minute, it's outside, it's rainy, windy, cold, and then we went inside. The Paddock Club. Then we went inside, and we entered Old Vegas, and the food was incredible. And then we went upstairs, and it was like a rave and some type of disco party going Uh, on. Food all over the place. You and I were eating everything they handed to us, Caesar salads, meatballs, What? Tuna, whatever you were eating, everything no, tuna, I couldn't even tar, keep tar. tuna tartar, tar, whatever the <laughs> hell it is. It was an incredible party, a great experience, and it, like you said, it started off like, "eh, this this is pretty weak," and it absolutely turned into an incredible party. Lesson. Yeah, it, it was pretty awesome, and I was disappointed going in
4: because. I knew the party was going to be at the Grand Prix, and I thought, there's no way they're not taking us on some test laps around the track. The problem is it was raining here most of the day. The track was wet. There's no way we're going out there. So they had the F1 simulator set up, which was cool. So I did that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we see CB somehow, like, trying to talk with someone that doesn't talk, which is the blue Man. The blue men do not talk. Right, CB? You're well, well what actually happened was is that our guy Matty Ice got the photo first, yeah, and then so I saw it—the it. Polaroid. He was shaking. Yeah, he he took the Polaroid. So I went up to he one was of them, shaking to... him like a
7: Polaroid picture. <laughs> That's right. But I was I was I went up to them and asked for a photo myself. Uh, but the guy that I ran to ran out of film for his a
4: likely story. He saw right. you and your face and said. I ran out of film. But then he got some, and then we got a group photo together.
5: Yeah, we did. And then I battled the Jabberwockies. You guys saw me do a dance-off with the Jabberwockies, and I absolutely smoked them. You didn't know I had those dance moves. No, I knocked I them down one by one by one. Each round, the Jabberwockies could not handle me. There there seemed to be a little something dance-off, something going on between the Blue Man group and the Jabberwockies. But that was nostalgic for me, watching the uh, Jabberwockies on TV years ago. So, yeah, the party was just absolutely off the chain, man, and uh, it was just a very cool experience, man. We're off to a hot start. We got a, a lot more, a lot of good things coming your guys' way. All right, so we'll do Shefty here, bottom of the hour. Um, in
4: the second hour of the program, we will have Chris Myers on, the the iconic broadcaster himself. And when I tell you that Chris Myers has one of the most unique voices in sports, I I think he's right up there in the top three. He, it's so recognizable when you're Chris Myers, and he is. He has sat across from so many icons yep. and controversial figures. I cannot wait to talk about some of these interviews that he's done with uh, Canseco over the years. OJ after the whole trial, like uh, I mean, unbelievable. Can <laughs> you imagine that? So I can't wait to talk to him yeah. about that. And then, um, actually, before Chris Myers, going to try to uh, have a leadoff home run here on Radio Row. And I'm going to try to get Dan Marino, the best pure passer that's ever picked up a football, Whew. sit down with us at the top of the hour, whatever time that will be. That will be 2, two o'clock, o'clock Columbus Standard home. Time. There you
5: go. The mass mathing right. right there, big dog. All right.
4: We're going to come back from Radio Row. We will uh, set the scene for you on the spread of the game, the big storylines that came out of the press conference th- this week.
5: And what else, Matty? we got some ins and outs next. Too, ins big and dog. outs.
4: And Ryan Baker's back. We made him work, right? Baker's we made him work working, today. Man. So the bake show will prepare some ins and outs, and we'll set the scene for you. We are live on Radio Row. Rothman and Ice is sponsored by Low-T Center. Low-T Center reinventing men's health care on the fan.
2: Timmy Hall hosts Buckeye Roundtable. A special look inside the world of Ohio State athletics. And a special look inside Timmy's neck beard.
0: Monday at 6. The ba-
2: And a nice present in, in or out
8: just a little of the old in
4: and out all right a little of the old in and out vegas style so that seems to fit uh we got bake show back in the studio who has prepared our ins and outs for today bake show welcome to the program uh wish you were here my man
7: uh probably not as much as i wish i was there so would you be riding
4: the vegas knights uh zamboni this week because uh, we, we saw it yesterday.
7: I would be doing whatever I could. So, yes, we'll ride the Zamboni. Uh, we'll go get those coyotes. We'll, we'll do whatever. All
4: right. <laughs> By the way, to Maddie's left right now, just kind of hanging out, like, looking at Maddie. I think he wants to know who Maddie is. It's Puka Nakua, yeah, who... The CB picked up in fantasy ahead of me, and it's my biggest haunt of this year, not grabbing him. I will not admit that to him right now. Please don't.
5: Please don't. But, yeah, right here next to me, about four feet away, is Puka Nakua, and about 15 feet away is Max Crosby. Why don't we set up an Oklahoma drill for you and Max? (laughs) No, that will not end well. I will be in the hospital the rest of the trip because I looked at you guys and said... I don't know how anybody blocks that, man. It's absolutely incredible when you see these guys in person. We saw Chris Jones yesterday in person. These defensive linemen, man, when they walk up on you, it's kind of intimidating, man. I see why these guys are beasts. Max looks a little separated at birth with my boy Jake Ballard from the side.
4: No question. If he just grew that beard out a little more. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Uh,
4: Jake could go up to him and I could say, is that your little brother? Just don't know if Jake, can pull,
5: know if Jake can pull off the neck tats like Max has. I, li- I like the tats that Max has got going over here. The drip looks really good over here. Looks really good. All right, Big,
4: take over. Remember, we're on. Uh, we're a little jet lagged on very little sleep, so go easy
7: <laughs> on us. I've got all the faith in the world in you yeah. guys. Uh, you guys in or out, this is Andy Reid's last game as a head coach in the NFL.
4: I think it would be ridiculous if he did. Um, now, going out on top, if you win... I don't know how you leave that on the table. I think win or lose, he comes back. He's got perhaps the greatest quarterback in the game for the next 10 years. I, he's only 65. It really just this is trying to get inside of a mind of someone with his personal human side. I have no idea. I don't know the man. But from a football sense, it would be so idiotic to leave this on the table. This is like this is like winning a big bet at craps here and they hand me all that money. And they're like, hey, we're going to hand you even more. This is house money. He'd be leaving so much on the table, Matty, if he bails out win or lose. Because if he loses, I think he's certainly be like, well, I don't want to go out on a loss. If he wins, I guess I could see him saying what a great way to go out, three-time Super Bowl champion. But
5: I would think there's so many more that he'd want to have a shot at. You, you, you never know what this man is thinking as, as you laid out. If they win it and he retires, I will completely understand he is absolutely going to walk into canton the minute that he is eligible to do so the weight of what you're saying about number 15 has to be pulling at him right this is a man that's coached some really good quarterbacks throughout his career has absolutely coached up some great offenses so it would be hard to walk away from that but at that age You can retire, you can go to eat those nuggets, you can eat those burgers, and absolutely do your thing (laughs) at Puka Nakua Show at AR. Some love live there on the air. So I'm out on it is my official answer. But if they win, and if he wants to ride off into the sunset and wear those Hawaiian shirts every day and just kick it somewhere on the beach, I'll understand. So real quickly on that, Bake, before you fire
4: out another one. So we always talk about how the quarterbacks, how Mahomes can get into rare air with three. If Andy Reid wins on Sunday... So he jumps into the Bill Walsh, Joe Gibbs, and then, there, then he's only one back of Chuck Knoll, and then it's track down Belichick. Here's the funny thing to me is that you have a guy like, like uh, Mahomes who's trying to track down Brady, and his coach may try to track down Belichick. Because if Reed wins, he's halfway to Belichick. That's easier said than done. It and is, no, but he
5: has Mahomes. Easier said than done. and even do it together. Mahomes, even with Mahomes, it takes a lot to get there. Now, they continue to do it for out of the last five years, but I don't know if this is going to be the every year stamp that the Chiefs are going to be there. So, I wouldn't think in my mind if no. I'm Andy Reed that i got to go get Belichick. That seems like an absolute long shot there. So, the man has nothing else to prove. He has nothing else to prove in the sport of football. He all ain't catching best. All I'm saying is we always
4: do this for the players. We rarely do it for the head coaches. Yeah. And I just wanted to illustrate where he will be. He'll be tied third all time, head coaches with Super Bowls, and only one back of Chuck Knoll. Pretty cool.
7: Go ahead, Bake. <laughs> All right, guys, Uh, it seemed like uh, Monday Bill O'Brien was gone. He was going to be the head coach of Boston College, but he is still at Ohio State as of today, working with the Ohio State football team. So in or out, he will be the offensive coordinator this season.
5: Oh, This is is a shot in the dark here, Bake. I know he interviewed, obviously, for the job, I believe, in Atlanta yesterday. I'm going to say that he is not going to be the OC. I think he is going to land that job with his Boston ties, with all the experience that he has in the NFL as a play caller, head coach in the NFL, uh, at the collegiate level at Penn State. I think he obviously is, is qualified for that gig, and that's going to be very attractive for a program like Boston College who just lost a good defensive head coach in Jeff Halfley, who's now back in the league, rocking out with the Green Bay Packers. So I think, uh, I think I'm out on that. I think he'll be gone. All right, so I have a little pause on this, and I'll tell you why.
4: I feel like it's really a good match for him to go back home and they could land this guy. Now I don't know how much money he's asking for or how much money they're willing to offer him. My pause fellas comes in this way. If he really was their guy, they would have this would be done by now. It feels like dragging this out to interview another person, or there's something that is missing about it because it's too good of a fit. He wants it they presumably want him is the money holding it up and if he's asking I have no clue that's just a guess yeah. but it just feels like taking over that program would make i mean it just feels like it's such a good fit so why isn't it done yet so i'm kind of 60 40 and that that he would take that he would get it mm-hmm. but the fact that he hasn't been offered it yet is giving me some pause
7: all right, guys. I'm hoping you guys have some insider information on this. I know Maddie's all into this. In or out, Travis Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift on Sunday.
4: All right, so I
5: brought this up on our show a couple of weeks ago. Well, you should have insider information. You talked to the man yesterday, up close and personal. Give me the vibe, Ar. your Guy. Now, I told you the vibe. He's marrying Cleveland Heights and not Taylor Come Swift, on, man. Don't. Tell um, me. <laughs> I, I the Swifties do, are going to be all up in your minces if they catch that. You don't want that problem. You do not want that problem from the Swifties. Tell I, you now. I'm think, No, I, I'm rooting for them. That's
4: fine. I did have some odds on this that I was going to go to. Here we go. All right. So he's clearly – I did ask him yesterday about being the most popular MVP bet, and he, he bailed out of that question but because of betting and all that. But I, I'm telling you, as far as the proposal goes – it has here. Will Kelsey propose on field post game? Ninety-two percent no. Eight percent yes. Uh, that means they're not they're not going to be exposed here. I'm going to say no. It, I know I was having fun with it a couple weeks ago that it, it sounds like it'd be perfect, but I don't think that would happen they're not college kids they're in their
5: 30s I don't see this happening here's why I'm in the no camp as well so I'm out on this because what I would be thinking if I were Trav it would be I don't want to make this moment about me and if you propose at the end of that game the headline of the entire game Mm -hmm. is going to be Travis Kelsey proposed to Taylor Swift after that what if they lose though then he could steal it from the Niners you can, now, that's very creative. And I like that. But no, it's not going to happen. But Bake, I'm telling you, I've been calling this for months. I felt the vibes early on. They will be marching down that aisle together and she will be Taylor Kelsey. Here's the better in the near here's future. the better question. Will she
4: make him sign a prenup?
5: Mm, mm, mm. Man, we're we're getting real personal here right now. I'm t- what do you think? I would absolutely. I think her team would say you'd be to do ridiculous. So. Not to do it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Maybe on something big, don't. All right, Bake. You guys want one more? Fight? No, finish whatever you got. All right,
4: guys. We'll let's, do it quick.
7: Let's go ahead. I'm just going to combine these two. You guys enter out. AR paying what it costs to get into U2 at the Sphere tonight, and Maddie pampering himself with a spa day this week at the Mandalay Bay.
5: Well, that's done. That, that absolutely wow. is, is going to happen. I am going to pamper myself, put on a nice little warm robe, uh, bake, maybe pop a little bottle of uh, champagne, and sip a little sip a little bit of that, and uh, take care of myself, man. You got to treat yourself when in Rome.
4: I did hear Maddie say when he was inquiring at the spy, he said, "What lotions and potions do you have yeah, in here? I need to. Know. I'm interested in both. I need to know. Um, will I pay what it costs within reason? Within reason, I put a little this decision disclaimer on I, I know the concerts tonight. Come on, because I don't have a firm price yet, <laughs> but I'm I'm leaning absolutely yes. Okay. All right, Bake, well done on the ins and outs. Yep. Uh, we're going to come back with Adam Schefter. We'll get a feeling about the Justin Fields trade talk and where it sits now, and get his narrative on Super Bowl Sunday. That's next. Rothman and Ice live from Radio Row in Vegas, sponsored by Low T Center. Low T Center reinventing men's health care, right here on the Fan.
2: A lot has changed in 30 years. But we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And, well, we smell a little, but you've accepted that.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
0: 96% The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: NFL Playbook with ESPN's Adam Schefter.
0: Sponsored by Bet365.
3: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365.
4: You know, we're lucky enough to talk to Shefty all year. And then when you get him Super Bowl week, it just feels better. It feels heightened. It feels special. And we get the man, the senior NFL insider for ESPN, um, here while we're in Vegas. Shefty, great to have you.
8: Hello, the man. How you doing? Are you enjoying your time in Vegas? We
4: are. We got in Monday night and had a little, uh, kind of a little day of leisure. But we did work the uh, the KC presser over at the Westin yesterday so we could justify our existence out here so that was pretty yep. cool you know what's funny shefty i noticed that they make these players available like uh, more than i thought they would i thought they'd they do a presser early and then kind of wrap them up and say okay that's it but i think they're doing more interviews today um what has been the highlight what's been the big i guess narrative that's come out of this week for you so far
8: Probably the lack of a narrative. I mean, there's really not some storyline that you cling to and say, okay, is this guy going to play? Is this guy going to be okay? Um, I I, I just think it's the magnitude of the moment more than anything else, which is the case for every Super Bowl. So I don't think that there's a unique storyline to this game. I mean, is it going to be Kyle Shanahan and the pressure that's on him? Is it Mahomes and the greatness he's trying to achieve? Is it Taylor Swift coming to the game? I know people don't like that, but it is an element like – what is it about this, right? It might just be that it's the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas, a city that the NFL once wanted nothing to do with. The NFL now is embracing with open arms.
4: You think that uh, Reed, and Kel- Reed and Kelsey were talked about. Re- I don't know, Reed wasn't talking about retirement, but I think Kelsey hinted at it a while ago, and then he walked it way back. Um, Any thought in your mind that this could be Andy Reed and Travis Kelsey's last go if they, if they win it
8: or lose it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I listen, I think especially if they win this game, I think both guys are going to have to sit back and think long and hard about whether they want to do it again. Andy Reid, you know, will have accomplished so much he will have won three Super Bowls at that point in time if he wins this one. You want to keep going? You know, you've got the quarterback in the team, so it's easy enough. And, it's like, he's a Supreme Court judge. He gets tenured. It's not like he is getting fired or anything. You know, he gets to stay as long as he wants. How long is that? It's come up in other recent seasons about whether he would stay on, and um, he has. And you just don't know if it'll be the same way this offseason, and if winning this game would change that in any kind of way. And I think with Travis Kelsey, I mean, the guy holds every single NFL postseason receiving record. He could win his third Super Bowl. He's like a rock star. With so much future ahead of him, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's in Hollywood, if he's on TV, he's already dating Taylor Swift. Like, does he need to keep doing that? So, just naturally, naturally, you have to think that he's going to step back and wonder and mo whether he wants to play. Now, both guys have completely um, squashed any talk of it because they don't want any of that to be about this this week. They. They want the week to go on, but are they both going to think about it after the season? Of course.
5: Chef, you mentioned the injury stuff. What's the latest when it comes to guys like Joe Tooney, the really good offensive lineman for Kansas City, and what other injuries that are out there are you keeping track of when it comes to the big game this weekend?
8: Yeah, Andy Reid has been pretty clear that Joe Tooney's a long shot to play, so I don't think he's going to be out there. I don't think that jerk McCain's going to be out there. I do think that Tito will be out there. So there we go. I mean, you know, again, it's a short list of injuries, which is great for these teams and great for the game. They're both mostly healthy. Uh, And that's the way you'd like it to be moving forward.
5: So, Shefty, as you know, the Big Ten is expanding, and one of the teams that's coming into our neck of the woods is UCLA. But I've been seeing some things out there about Chip Kelly. Uh, what do you understand about the interest maybe from some NFL teams and Chip Kelly uh, as we look ahead to next football season in the college world?
8: Well, I, I believe that Chip Kelly's open to moving on from UCLA. The question is, is there going to be an offensive coordinator job for him? He's not going to leave just to go leave. Right now, I don't think. Um, and, and so far, he hasn't gotten one of those offensive coordinator jobs that he's desired, and as long as he hasn't, uh, then then it's not happening. Hey, all the people
4: that you talk to this week, and you t- even your colleagues, I feel like it's a tough handle on who's going to win this game. I've talked to a lot of people like, you know what, I really don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, that's that's how Vegas likes it, I guess. It's almost a coin flip game. I just think there's this narrative, shefty that nobody wants to bet, go to the well again betting against Patrick Mahomes. If you've done it the last two weeks, he's gone on the road, and he, he's broken some hearts, certainly. And now he's going up against Brock Purdy. I know it's a team game, but all the people you talk to, is there a lean one way or the other that you can sense?
8: Well, I, I believe that Las Vegas has established the 49ers as the
3: favorite.
8: <clears throat> and... Um, I believe that most people I've spoken to, they all say, I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes. So I don't understand why the Niners are the favorite, and everybody seems to be picking the Chiefs. That that That's the way that I have read it so far, for whatever that's worth. Um, I, I think the Chiefs are the more popular pick, and yet the 49ers are the favorites. doesn't make any sense to me.
4: What do the former players say that you talk to, guys you work with? Are they, are they leaning
5: one way or the other? Haven't asked them yet ask okay. them Shefty, there was a uh, an odd report when it came to Mike Vrabel out there, and I don't know if I'm, I'm going to ask you whether you've heard the same thing, but the report was that part of the reason why he, he didn't land a gig uh, is because he was physically intimidating to some people that were interviewing him. Did you hear any of those things out there?
8: Well, by that standard, I should be up for every head coaching job that's out <laughs> there, I guess, right? <laughs> I guess um, so, yeah. You know, here's what I would say: that Mike Rabel is a large personality, and I and I think that's the way the reporter meant it. You know, he's like a, he's a big presence, and because of that, um, you know, maybe that maybe that was daunting to some people. I don't think it had to do with his physical stature uh, necessarily, but he's just a large presence. He's a big personality, uh, and yeah. that's not for everybody. But it makes him a great coach so, you know, that, that's kind of where it ended up. And, um, you know, again, I don't think it was phrased correctly the right way, but, but uh, I understand what the reporter was trying to do.
4: The big uh, narrative, I guess, going into the offseason, certainly is the quarterback shuffle and the quarterbacks in the draft. And um, yeah. I, I know you went on Chicago Radio and I, you were talking about Justin Fields, and we've been trying to predict his trade value here, if the Bears can lure some other teams in and maybe get that offer to go up. Um, where is that in your mind on the Bears staying with Fields or moving on from him?
8: You know, I, I don't think they have a full decision yet. I, I, I think that Justin Fields is somebody that they feel pretty good about, who has improved and grown. His teammates really like him, um, and 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 I think you know before you make that decision, I think you want to do a lot of work. And to Caleb Williams, even though you know the, he's regarded as this uh, transcendent. Talent prospect, um, but still, before you move on from somebody as talented as Justin Fields, you want to see what you have in Caleb boy and, and I don't know that they've had the opportunity to do that yet. Like to my knowledge, they haven't met with them, they haven't spoken with them, uh, and you you've got to do an awful lot of work to feel real comfortable. With Caleb Williams, before you're bidding adios to Justin
4: Fields. Let me I let think, me ask let me ask it a little differently. Do you feel there is a trade market for Justin Fields right now amongst some of the GMs you've spoken to?
8: I, I think that if they were going to, if they made the decision, if they made the decision that they were in to trade, be a trade market. Yes, I think people would would want him. Yes. All right. Who I think, who who am I marking you
4: down for this week? KC or San Fran?
8: Uh, again, like I think my feeling is, is that you know the 49ers have not played real well the last couple of weeks. Uh, they just haven't in the playoffs, and they, they need to play better uh, to win this game. Otherwise, it's not going to happen for them. Um, and oh, hold on a second. Hold on one second. Um, To me, they, they've got to they've got to play better. Uh, I think you don't pick against Patrick Mahomes, but it's one game, and the 49ers, if they play the way they're capable of absolutely can win the game. So I I don't mean to ride the fence on you, but that is how I feel. Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't pick against him in a big spot any time. But at the same time, it's one game that the 49ers play the way they're capable of. They'll have a good chance to win the game.
4: All right, my man. Enjoy the week. Um, You are certainly one of the guys that's in the epicenter of it.
8: Hope you enjoy it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Enjoy Vegas.
4: Thanks. Adam Schefter, our senior NFL insider from ESPN on the Bryant Heating Coin Systems Fan Guest Hotline. So I lost my first bet of the week. Mm. I guess it's probably not hard for people listening to know who I lost on. We'll talk about it next. Rothman and Ice on the Fan.
2: The Big 9 was a sad, incomplete place. Enter Ohio State. The rest is history. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The Fan.
0: done.
2: Rothman and Ice present Buckeye Bulletin.
0: Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat
3: Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months.
4: All right, back at it here live on Radio Row in Vegas. We do a Buckeye Bulletin. So we were all going to go to the media party right around 6 p.m. last night or 5.45 our time here in Vegas. And... You know, all afternoon I was like, you know what, I've got to put a bet down on Ohio State. Like, this is, like, I just feel they're at home. Indiana's coming off. Yes, I don't like to bet teams coming off embarrassing losses, and Indiana was coming off an embarrassing loss at home to Penn State. But I thought Ohio State, you know, fought Iowa tooth and nail, and they're ready to win a ball game. And they were proving me right the entire time until they got to the five-minute mark. And CB and Maddie and I are sitting in the casino. We're watching the game. And I don't know if it was tied with five minutes to go or what. It was very close. They had blown this massive lead. <laughs> and I looked at Maddie and CB sarcastically, and I, knowing I'm going to lose this bet, saying, well, this is where the Buckeyes shine in the last five minutes of the game. Let's watch them uh, you know, close this thing out. And, of course, all we did is watch Indiana up their level of active defense, knocking balls off guys' legs and being very active. And then we saw Maddie, Ohio State, go into this, we don't know what we're doing offensively. And I will tell you, the one thing that bothered me the most was the, was Roddy not staying with Leal on that three. That should, you should never get that kind of a look. And I've been taught. Listen, Roddy's a very good player. I've been touting the fact that his defense has been atrocious lately. Yeah,
5: that specific play that you're talking about. I mean, look, obviously we're not head coaches or basketball coaches in any form or fashion. But especially when you have a guy like Akpar who has been a a threat to opposing offensive players to come into the paint with his shot-blocking prowess, I mean, I, I don't understand helping off that much. And it's just those little things that you continue to see that are absolutely... Hurting this team and then on the other end, it's always going to be a grind on offense because you're asking so much from Battle and Thornton and Roddy, and you just look throughout the year, and not only within that starting five with Mahaffey and some of those other guys, and look, some of those guys are in there for defense. I understand their role, but just up and down that roster, there isn't really a lot of guys that can give you that punch when you need it. And in a situation to where we know this team is going to struggle on defense, sometimes you can counter that and fight fire with fire when you have guys that can give you that spark, and whether it's just the young guys or some of the transfers that have come in, Their bench production throughout the year hasn't been great. But the story yesterday was just absolutely blowing that big lead Mm. and defensively not being able to throw up a brick wall on a team on on your home floor, man. When you're a struggling team, you have to absolutely bring those games home and and capitalize on that moment. And, unfortunately, the Buckeyes let it slip. 18-point lead at home against, I know, a team that's desperate, but not that good.
4: Uh, I agree with you. They gave up 47 points in the second half of that game and that's just unacceptable yeah, it is Here uh, is chris holtman on how they failed late game offensively
8: we executed a couple late game sets yeah i'm not sure the, the last one they just jumped it but uh, the other one <clears throat> the other ones we got what we wanted we got what we wanted baseline out of bounds but the last one they jumped
9: it yeah
5: you know what the the unfortunate part of this, too, is Indiana obviously feels like that that's a great win for them, but it also kind of feels like they, they stole one because of how poorly they shot from the free throw line. I mean, when you look at Indiana last night, they missed 10 free throws in the game and still found a way to, to crawl out of an 18-point hole. I mean, that's absolutely you, – you shoot like that in any basketball game, you're probably leaving – that, that gym with an L and that just didn't happen for Indiana. Just, uh, yeah, it's a head scratcher. All of everything that we've seen here recently is just an absolute head scratcher because I, I didn't see this coming this season. I didn't think this team was going to be very dominant in the Big Ten or anything like that, but I was not expecting AR to feel similar vibes to what we felt uh, a year ago. It's really disappointing. It really is. They're in an absolute mess right now, and Gene Smith put them in it by
4: extending Chris Holtman. When there wasn't a lot there to extend for, yeah. I know GMs like to or uh, ads like to do it for stability in the program and all that. But I got to tell you, I think a lot of it. Sometimes you want to be proven right. I want to give this guy more room to make me look like I hired the right guy, and so they gave him a little a longer runway. And now they're in a really bad spot financially. And I know it's easy for fans to say, "Get him out of here and fire him, moving him along," and that's fine. And it's their mistake, yeah. and they may have to buy their way out of their mistake, but. This is in conjunction with a fan base. Is like, what we're gonna? Okay, I guess it's not my money. You're gonna throw your their money at the problem. Okay, get it fixed. That's what the fans want. Uh, Chris Holtman says he's got the right players to get it fixed.
9: We've got
8: great kids. We've got great kids. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't ever question that.
4: Um,
10: but you know, we need to see some results here.
4: That's it. I, that one. I, when we were watching the game, I looked at you guys and said, "This isn't This would never go down as the biggest loss of their year." Because it's Indiana. It was the way they lost. This was the one on top of a game where he just fought really hard at Iowa, and you got whatever moral victory you could get out of that game. You're coming back home to end a four-game losing streak where you lost four in a row and seven of your last eight. Mm. And you got a team buried down 18. You know what I saw? I saw Indiana at the end of that game in the last five minutes do what I expect Ohio State to do, which is play defense, be really active, hustle, and, quote, want it more. I saw Indiana want it more last night. Now, Indiana could have wanted it more, and Leal still doesn't hit that three. got to hit the baskets, too. For sure. But I'm telling you, that Indiana team, who people were accusing was quitting on Woodson, played really hard, played the way I wanted Ohio State to look like their season was going down the drain. And I'll tell you what, you know what, I don't, they, they certainly don't have the team that can beat Purdue at home or at Wisconsin. Could they? Okay, maybe. 10 15% chance. But I got to tell you, it's one of those things that. I don't expect it anymore, and there's nothing they can do to save their season outside of winning a Big Ten title in a
5: tournament. That's it, and I know for me that seems like a long shot. It seems like a long shot right now. You and Michigan, you're they're, they're in the basement of the Big Ten. You haven't won a single game on the road in the conference right now, and you know we just heard from Holtman, and he said he's, he has great kids. Well, now we're going to find out because this is really going to test who you are as a player when you when you look at the outlook of what your season is, and it looks pretty bleak. So these guys... We're going to really have to suck it up and get in there day in and day out and grind, and I know those guys will, but when you don't have results as a player and you're in a two-year window where the results have been pretty bad in the Big Ten, um, I, I can only imagine how tough this is mentally on these guys, but nobody's going to feel bad for them. And they put themselves in this position. Now they got to try to find a way to crawl out of this, as we like to say on the show, that, that, that Batman hole because they they're way down there in that Batman hole right now. Here's Coach on the uh, disappointment with a capital
4: D.
8: I mean, I think it's frustrating for everybody. You know, it's, it's obviously been a really hard stretch for all of our players and, and our coaches, so um, we've got to find a way out of it.
4: Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I really don't. I guess we'll see how his team responds against Maryland coming up. All right, we will be coming back with one of the elite of elites who's ever picked up a football in Dan Marino, so don't miss that. And also, don't miss your chance to make it a great new year with Low T Center. They can help you make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, you've noticed lack of motivation and drive, you may have Low T. Low low testosterone in general can cause weight gain. You can lose muscle mass and a lot more. And I've always recommended going to Low T Center to get your levels tested. Get your numbers. Find out if that's your issue. And it's only $25 to do that right now. They have an on-site lab. You'll get your results back in 25 minutes. Here, the weather's great in Columbus. You should be feeling great. If you're not feeling your best, then this could be the reason. So go to LowTCenter.com right now and book your appointment online. Low T Center Reinventing Men's healthcare. We're back on Radio Row in Vegas with Dan, the man, Marino on Rothman and Ice.
2: If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio sports destination.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
0: The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Most shows just skim the surface, but Rothman and I feel
4: like the biggest story of the day deserves a closer look. It's time for A Deeper Dive. All right, welcome back to Radio Row. This is Rothman and Ice, and I'll tell you what, when you lead off with a home run, you lead off with a home run. Uh, one of the greatest to ever throw the football is with us, Dan Marino. And just saying that name brings chills, I'm sure, to a lot of people. Good to see you.
9: Hey, good to see you guys. And, uh, yeah, thanks. I just got here last night, so just doing my Radio Row thing and um, having some fun doing it for M&M's. Yeah. And, uh, and it's uh it was a lot of fun with the Almost Champions ring, and that's what's going to be in the commercial. And Bruce Smith, Terrell Owens, and Scarlett Johansson is in the movie, too. That's like our surprise winner of the ring, you know. So it it, it was fun. It was are, a lot of fun are doing
4: it. You, you're in the commercial. Yes, okay.
9: I am actually. I do most of the talking in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so. um,
4: all right. So and me, with my M&Ms. Okay. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Uh, growing up in Pittsburgh, because... We're talking now about Caleb Williams maybe wanting to play for the Washington Commanders because he was from there, grew up there. That may be real. Was it real to you? Did you want to be a Steeler? I mean, you played at Pitt. Did yeah. that make
9: sense? It does make sense, and I i thought about that, and it was it could have been a possibility to end up not picking me, but uh, yeah, staying home would have been would have, with the Steelers would have been pretty special, uh, but I think it worked out perfectly. You know, I went to Miami and. Maybe being uh, growing up there, playing high school, playing college, and then pros in the same city might have been a little more difficult uh, than it was going to Miami and just stepping in and playing. You know, so it, uh, uh, yeah, you definitely think about it. Now I, I can understand why he wants to, you know, go back home.
5: Absolutely, Dan. You're one of the best to ever do it, and the guy playing for Kansas City seems like he's on his way to maybe joining that club one day. Uh, yeah. From your perspective, from a quarterback's eyes, what makes Patrick Mahomes so special week in and week out?
9: Well, he's. I mean, week in and week out, that's it. You, you hit it on the on the nose. Uh, he is special. He's been. He's already won a couple of Super Bowls. He's uh, been in what four of the last five, I think it has been. I mean, I don't know all the stats, but I mean they're. They're very positive in his direction, <laughs> and he uh, he can make all he can make all the throws. He can do the things in the, that you need to do to win games, and that's that's what you could see from him. Is how you know if, even if it's tough and there's and they got to win in the fourth quarter, he's one of those guys that can come back and win for you.
4: He's the uh, most valuable player in 1984. Uh, the elite of the elite, Dan Marino. We were talking to, uh, actually, Chris Carter, former Buckeye, former Viking, yeah, yeah. and I had him on the show in L.A., and I said to him, Dan, all right, you got one drive. You can have any quarterback you need to score. Without hesitation, he says Dan Marino. Now, it's funny because your name always pops up in the greatest of all time lists, and then, unfortunately, it's you're in the no-ring club. Right. Do you still... Think about the opportunities you felt you were going to get that you didn't. Is that still kind of?
9: But I'm in the ring club now because I got the almost (laughs) champions m ring. (laughs) Guess what? Don't take that away from me. Guess what? You've been coached up very. You're very coachable, Dan. No, you got that right. Uh, (laughs) No, you know, I do think about it because that's the one thing I did not accomplish as a pro. And that's, uh, it's. Got to be straight up about it, and that's what it was. I thought I would be back. I thought I'd play in more Super Bowl games. Uh, I was young, you know. I was 23, I think, at the time. And um, you just don't, when you're that young, you think that it's going to happen again for you. So, and it just didn't. And that's one of those deals.
4: Do you think it's so? It's very cool, though, for you to be mentioned as perhaps the greatest ever throw football without having won that game. Still,
9: that's always cool to be mentioned by guys that. You know that know what they 're talking about and, and understand, and guys have played the position, yeah that 's cool, it makes you feel good and um, like I said, I mean I know I'm close with a lot of those guys, and some of them won Super bowl, some of them haven 't, and uh, it 's just part of life and you you move on from there, but it would have been nice to have that experience, what it would be like on the last Sunday. A football season and, and, and you're the winner that, that would have been cool
5: dan i, w- I want to get your thoughts on the quarterback position and how it seems to be evolving now throughout the years you still have your pocket passer guys but there's a lot of athletes now at, at the position didn't see a ton of those guys ba- back in the day but do you like where that's headed at, at the position do you like these guys that seem to be able to uh, make things right when maybe the play goes wrong your, your thoughts on the quarterback
9: uh, no, there's no doubt i mean there's no doubt that uh some the athleticism you know um, Lamar Jackson, what he does with the football is amazing, and, and guys, and even Mahomes running around, what he does is, is amazing. But it is, it has changed from that standpoint. Uh, the offenses have changed a little bit more, where they're throwing the ball a lot more sideways and the RPOs and all that, and that's part of the game. And uh, that's developed probably because it was like that in college. You know, where, when they played in college, and now the pro, green, the pro game kind of takes that on a little bit so it's it's changed but it hasn't changed as much as you think because it's still personnel and you still got to get down in distance and all those things are uh so important but um it is good to see the 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 guys that have that extra threat you know the other one is like uh, josh allen's pretty yeah he can run
4: Dan, what, you, what do you think's going through uh, Purdy's mind for this game? It's kind of a David versus Goliath, Mister Irrelevant versus yeah. a guy that people are talking about as perhaps yeah. challenging for the greatest of all time. What's going through his mind this week? You think?
9: You know, I've, I mean, if I was him, it's like got nothing to lose. You know, you got your a draft pick that was the last pick in the draft. Uh, you uh, you're on a good football team. You played well. Just go out there and. Uh, and do whatever you can to win that game, and I think he will be doing that. And it's a great story. I'd love to see them. I'd love to see him win because, uh, you know, just being a young kid and wearing thirteen and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what my mindset would be. You got nothing to lose. Just take advantage of it.
4: What color M M&M and M are you in the commercial? Um, do you know, I'm
9: not actually an M M&M and M in oh. the commercial. Oh, uh, you're, thrown? but they're around me. Oh, they're around me. Protecting the you. They're protecting me. So is Bruce and uh, T.O. and uh, Scarlett Johansson.
4: <laughs> well, there you go. You should have started with her. Um, peanut butter M and M's, dude. Yeah, set me up Thank for you, the man.
9: afternoon. So don't uh, don't forget to go to uh, if you if you're in town, you want to go to the store, M and M store. They have the ring there, so you can go and see it, take cool. a picture with it and stuff, and then then M and mms.com slash Super Bowl. You can go and get all the information about what's going on. So, thank you guys. He got
4: his ring, and he yeah. was with us.
9: Dan Marino. <laughs> yeah, you got thank it, you. Awesome. Right. Peace. Peace. Dan Marino
4: with us. Uh, the quarterback of the 80s, early 90s, certainly a guy I grew up watching, and uh, like I said, I think the best pure passer the game has ever seen. And I, I didn't ask him this, and I kind of failed, um, but I kind of already know his answer. I was going to ask him how many touchdown passes does he think he could throw in this NFL now? Oh my and I guarantee it's probably somewhere north of 60.
5: With the way that this league is protecting quarterbacks, how difficult it is for all these defensive backs to guard these wide receivers, especially when you get all these guys in space. And not even to mention, today's athlete is just so much better than it was years ago. He would absolutely cook. He would absolutely cook in the league. I'm still soaking in. Who we just talked to. I mean, that's the beauty of coming here is that there's all type of celebrities. Anybody that you can think of, they're probably around this week. But the fact that for us... Guys that love sports but really love football to sit down with one of the goats, man, a gold jacket guy. That's what it's all about. And He was great, and he, uh, he left some M&Ms behind. Probably going to be my dessert tonight, big girl. Dude, I'll, did you see what those are? Those are the peanut butter M&Ms. Peanut butter is what I like to call That's them. That's right. That, these are absolutely the peanut butter M&Ms. So, yeah, Dan's out here, man, doing his thing. Uh, th- that was awesome. And, and as you said, he, he's, he may be the Charles Barkley of the NFL, but who cares? Because at the end of the day, talent for talent, the guy that we just all we just talked to and everybody just heard, he's an all-timer. There's no debating that.
4: I think that's kind of where I was going with that question of, you know, he didn't get the ring, and yet he is still on the all-time greats list. To think about being on that list without a ring, correct? how special you have right, to be. Right. Now, I think in most people's minds, and we've talked about this, that... I mean, Troy Aikman is one of four starting quarterbacks with three Super Bowl rings. And he was the MVP of his first Super Bowl. Um, And so, I'm not trying to crush him. I'm just saying, game to game, if I said to a regular sports fan listening, I'm giving you Dan Marino to win this game or Troy Aikman, Hmm. most people are going to take Dan. It doesn't mean that absolutely Dan has to be higher on that list because Aikman is... 3-0
5: 3 and 0 in the big one and it's it's a big deal and AR it's but, something that we talk about a lot where timing is everything what team you're on is everything you you mentioned Troy think about the Hall of Fame talent that he played with, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, and think about the franchise that he played for and the owner that he played for that was willing to take risk and, and bring in guys that may have a dicey pa- past or whatever it is, that was the perfect storm for Troy and a guy like Dan throughout his career. Sometimes you don't catch those breaks and that can be the difference between having those championships and not having them, but it will never take away from the player that he is and that's one of the best to ever spin it.
4: Yeah, I mean, you you can't tell me that people don't believe that uh, Barino's better than Aikman. However, if you go back to the Super Bowls, Aikman, I believe, still holds the record for the highest completion percentage with at least 50 pass attempts in a Super Bowl. 70. Special. And so that's special. Yeah. Now, I, I can't tell you I've I remember every pass, whether some were dump-offs or not, but Terry had the talent you're talking about that he turned into four Super Bowls. Think about those Steeler teams and having Lynn Swan and John Stallworth and Rocky Blyer and Franco Harris and the Steel Curtain and all of that. I mean, it's literally incredible. Um, You know how much I feel about Montana because that was my era, and Montana never threw an interception in a Super Bowl. He put the ball in the air 122 times and never threw a pitch in four appearances. Ridiculous. And so it, sometimes, it, and we've debated this on Eli Manning. Listen, Eli Manning, to me, if you play as big as he played in both those games, and you were the reason that they won pretty much, Eli, and I think that's Hall of Fame worthy. Do I think he had a career full of those moments? Yeah. No. And I also don't want to make him a one-hit
5: wonder. He, he, I can't. He did it twice. He, he did. And think about even within, adding context to what you just said, the David Tyree catch and how <laughs> how some of that was lucky. What was the throw on the sideline? Was so it Manningham. Mario Manningham? He dropped it right That in. was an absolute dime by Eli. So these guys, man... All these guys are very, very good, obviously, to get to this level. But you have to catch breaks, I believe, to really get you into that elite club. And a lot of those guys do, but some of those guys don't. And unfortunately for Dan, he is one of those guys. But his name will live on forever and ever and ever just because everyone knows at the end of the day how great the dude was at the most important position in the sport. I think that's the cool part of it for me is that
4: you can mention his name. I mean, you could really make the case that, like, he's way down on the list. But the fact that he is where he is without a ring is pretty special. All right, speaking of rings and guys going after him, Kyle Shanahan. It's a lot of pressure on him to be kind of the it coach and finally get it done. You'll hear from him next. Rothman and Ice, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, is sponsored by Low T Center. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care, right here on the fan. <laughs>
2: There's nothing Bo Bishop can't do well, except find competent co-hosts. Bishop and friends, weekdays from nine to noon. The best. without the ones
10: like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Rothman and Ice present... free Snap Reads.
3: Sponsored by the Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care.
4: All right, back live on Radio Row in Vegas. Rothman and Ice. CB at the switches. And just... Uh, swivel heads going on right now because stars everywhere here on a Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, correct? Yeah, I all think, right, I think
5: that's sure. where we're at because I'm, I'm not I'm not sure either. The time change, the, the, the flights, and all of that. It's kind of it's kind of murky. I don't think this has anything to do with us partying last night, but maybe a small percentage of it? that. Okay, how could it, you know? Uh, San
4: Francisco Forty ers head coach Kyle Shanahan is going after his first Super Bowl uh, with a win this. Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. Certainly he's going up to, against a big beast. But it feels like that he has been the it kid as far as being a coach. And I think he gets massive respect and, and should. And I know that even Shefty mentioned it, and I have too, that they've been on the ropes the last couple weeks. Packers could have knocked him out. Lions certainly probably should have knocked him out. And yet they're here and they're still standing. Um, so you got to give him credit for that. But he needs one more. And he talked about this Super Bowl. And, Maddie, what was the exact bite that Shanahan was? Well, we
5: got some Shanahan right here because he's, you know, his guy, Brock Purdy, his his QB1, his name kind of gets dragged through the mud in certain spots. Here he is describing Brock Purdy as a QB.
6: Brock is as humble of a person as I've ever been around. Um,
11: I talk about him having just a strong foundation on who he is, and uh, it's rare I think people have that. Coming out of high school, I bet he had it. Just looking at what he did in college and how people speak of him.
6: Um, I know when he came to the league, you could see it on him right away. You've seen it through everything. I mean, the third-string quarterback, the starting quarterback, what he's done this year, I mean, he's still the same guy as he was the first day. And uh, you can ask him. I think it has a lot to do with his faith, how he leads his life, but it carries in everything he does.
5: Seems like he's a good dude, for sure. I mean, he absolutely, Brock Purdy, from all the interviews I've seen, he seems like he's a level-headed guy that's about business. And, uh, yeah, the story would be ridiculous, right, if you talk, go from Mr. Irrelevant to winning a Super Bowl, but not only winning a Super Bowl, taking down icons in the sport, icons of their era in Travis Kelsey Mahomes and Andy Reid so can't wait to see how he handles it but the Shanahan angle of it is fascinating right because this is a guy that has had teams really knocking on the door and in that Super Bowl a few years ago where Jimmy G everybody can think about that throw uh, that was there I think it was Emmanuel Sanders that got behind the defense and for Kyle Shanahan I'm sure you have to think about those moments time and time again because that's all you can do he's the offensive mind he's the offensive play caller and you have to have guys go out there and do their part and execute so i'm sure that has kept him up at night but here he is again with another chance to really uh, stamp who he is as a head coach because he's always been talked about as a great offensive mind going back to his days in atlanta in some other spots everybody's had high respect for what he can do but he needs to get this done because you don't want to be that guy year in and year out just knocking on the door and not actually actually plowing through that door and getting it done. So I can't wait to see what he's got cooked up on Sunday night.
4: No, listen, there's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Obviously, we know what they're about. But, yeah, this is an opportunity. He's got the team that certainly can get it done. Brock Purdy is a great story. And maybe it's even a better story that he was Mr. Irrelevant versus being undrafted. Undrafted would have been worse, but there was something about being Mr. Irrelevant and having a moniker attached to your name as the last guy taken. And now he's got a chance to take down... Uh, perhaps, certainly the best in the game right now, and perhaps the guy that's chasing best all the time. Here's Brock Purdy on, and you know, it's funny because it's almost like you want to keep this thing, because when I was talking to Kelsey, he's like, everything this week is just heightened. It's the same game. You just have to get in your mind. He had that great Jimmy Johnson bite. He said, if I asked you to walk on a two-by-four right now, two feet off the ground, you'd have no problem. If I put it 20 feet in the air, everything is heightened, Your whole, all your nerves. Brock Purdy now has to hear... Advice from Steve Young and Joe Montana. I don't know if that's going to dial him down or make him more nervous, but here's what he had to say about that.
6: Talking to like Joe, it's it's been just pretty simple, just in terms of you know you got a good team around you. Just obviously uh, go through your reads and what Kyle is calling, and trust in Kyle. Um, you don't need to be the superstar or anything. Like you can go out and just do your job, do it well, and you got a good team around you, and you guys can win that way. Um, and and then with steve um you know steve is we just talked about just like our mindsets um you know in the nfl um you know with all the stuff going around on the outside um being able to you know sink back into what you believe and and understand who you are and what your purpose is and and then um and then he spoke to the to the team obviously about you know when you have an opportunity like this you got to take it you know you can't let it slide there's a lot of players in the NFL that don't get opportunities to go to the Super Bowl and win it. So um, he was like, you know, you got to do what you can as a team when you have this op to, to take it.
4: So here is who he needed to talk to. Oh, He didn't need to talk to Joe Montana and Steve Young. You know who he needed to talk to? Rothman and Ice to get Dan Marino's phone number, because now we have it. <laughs> and we could say, this is the guy you need oh, to talk to. Man. The guy that thought he'd get yeah. umpteen chances yeah. and didn't. That's
5: the guy you need to talk to. I agree. I agree. But having Montana and Young on speed dial ain't a bad plan. Ain't a bad plan either. And look, you can hear it in his voice, at least for now, right? That he seems pretty calm. He seems collected. But when those lights get turned up and, uh, Everybody in the world is watching. You never know how these guys are are going to act, and especially when you think in his mind who he's going toe-to-toe with, a guy that's carving out a resume that might be one of the best resumes we've ever seen in the sport. It's going to be a great challenge, man, but this guy has shown us that He can handle business more times than not, and he had his team in position last year to possibly get to a Super Bowl. That got ripped away from him early in that game against Philadelphia, but he took another lap around the track, and he's four quarters away from making uh, some pretty, pretty incredible history. So if you don't have a team in this race
4: right now, Oh,
5: my, Matty,
4: your oh, Jabberwockies no. just back. walked in. They're back you know for what? revenge. They want, that's it. They want a piece of you. <laughs> they're back for that
5: revenge. That would be amazing. I cooked them last night, and now they're coming back after Oh, revenge. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is incredible.
4: We man. need to We need, need, to, need, to, need to. nail them down they want and, the and find the out smoke, what's going are. on. They want the smoke, and I'll give it to them. The Jabberwockies have arrived. All right, so my last bit on Purdy here. I think he's the easy guy to root for. I really do. I think if you don't have a team in this, and you're looking to attach yourself to a certain guy, you know where I am on this yeah. less than ideal size, barely over six feet, 212 pounds. Uh, I not ideal hand size at the combine he was nine and a quarter. his athleticism wasn't great. he ran a 48540. his vertical was 27 inches. he did not impress at the combine and here we are. and by the way, not that he just didn't test well, that he was a limited athlete that has a maxed out body yeah. like there was nowhere to go with this. Now, his maturity and experience, fine. Threw it okay. That was his scouting report. Anyway, that's it. Scouts, yeah. When we come back, (laughs) the 25-year vet in this business, the Emmy Award winner when SportsCenter was SportsCenter, Chris Myers. Up next, Rothman and Ice. We're live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, sponsored by Low-T Center. Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care on the fan.
2: If you miss a live show, you can catch the podcast. If you miss the podcast, our hosts have volunteered to have dinner with you. Ma, the meatloaf! The- for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger,
8: for the ones who get it done.
2: You're listening to Rothman and Ice, live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl.
3: Sponsored by the Low T Center. Low
2: T Center,
3: reinventing men's health care.
2: Rothman thought he was rescuing an abandoned cat on the strip, but it was only Wayne Newton's face. Here's Anthony Rothman and Matty Ice.
4: A little harsh, not completely untrue. Um, There are some iconic athletes walking around Radio Row. There are some iconic broadcasters. And the man sitting to my left has covered every major sporting event in the country. You could go through them. Super Bowl, World Series, NBA Finals, the Masters. Uh, Triple Crowns, Olympics, Daytona 500. Is there anything you haven't covered, Chris Myers? Because I know you and I (laughs) share the love for the dogs. and We talked about this years ago together. And I asked you why a boxer uh, doesn't win at Westminster for the last 50 years. And you were like, you know what? You've got some insight, my friend. Yes, so.
11: the Westminster Kettle Club Dog Show. It's in May again at the Billie Jean King Tennis Center. I know that's not what people want to hear about. But the Golden Retriever has to win soon, too. Right. I mean, it seems like the very popular breeds of dogs don't necessarily win every year. But that's, a, that's a, they sequester a judge, and 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 so he's supposed to be unbiased. But they all have backgrounds in certain types of dogs. And can't help but influence, just like when you're calling a game. You try not to be biased, but certain things come into play.
4: Small dogs. They always. Get, I like the underdogs. I like the small ones. Uh, Brock Purdy is the ultimate underdog. Is he not for this
11: game? That's a good call. And going against the best... uh, By the way, people can just hold off on calling... Mahomes the best ever. Okay, Thank please. Let's, let's wait yeah. a little bit. And, and I know then people tried to say, well, no, Brady is well, no, Brady's What the most accomplished. Quit trying to break it down. Brady's the guy. Okay, he's, and I hate to use goat, it's overused. But Mahomes can be there, he can pass him. But even Mahomes says, hey, boy, that number of seven Super Bowl titles, that looks a long way off. However, he's the best in the game right now, and to me that's key. That's why Purdy, his story is terrific, and he's such an underdog. But I'll tell you, having called some games, spent some time with him, the guy's got a sense of calm. He's got, a, he's got the... You know the nerves of a burglar at Fort Knox. He doesn't care if he throws a pick or somebody's in his face for, for a guy who was drafted when he was. It wasn't in an explosive offense in college, a passing offense. I, I think he'll. I think he'll be fine in this game. Even though he's had a few slow starts, there are other things I think to worry
5: about when you size up the game. I want to go to your history. As Anthony mentioned, you've covered so much and seen so much. What event for you, when you look back and your time in this business, was special to you a time, maybe a player you spoke to, a game that you call? What jumps out to the forefront of your mind as something you feel proud about you did in your career? Well, I began
11: in radio at a young age and then got into television, and I, I, I tried to make, whether well, I was doing a you know a game between two, two lower school colleges or, or an, whatever it was – in my own mind, important because to, to the people listening, at that whether that radio show or that interview, my slogan was every night's the Super Bowl. All right? It's a long-winded way of saying that's the event. That's, when you, to me, when it really hit me. And I did, I think, six now. I'm talking about being, and I've covered Super Bowls as a reporter for radio and TV, but when you're on the network broadcast team with Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, and Fox, and you're on that sideline with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, or <laughs> the last time when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl with Mahomes and, and Andy Reid, I was on that sideline and interviewed them first after the game, did the halftime report, got to be in the production meetings, got to go to practice. So to me, those are kind of hitting a high point, because in my mind, the Super Bowl as a kid was you know, you hear it, Super Bowl of dog shows, Super Bowl of auto racing, and so to me, that's that's kind of the the big thing, and fortunate enough uh, to have worked a decade at ESPN in what I call the golden years, when SportsCenter was the only game in town, with some terrific people, talented people in front of and behind the camera, and then at Fox, as they grew from just the Simpsons and NFL, to do major league baseball and you know soccer now and nascar et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. so that to me not to throw any of the other sports to the side but the super bowl and that's one of the reasons i'm here it, it's it and the numbers prove that and
4: it's gotten only bigger and bigger every year chris myers uh 25th year with fox sports the emmy award winner with us here on rothman and ice so you're very fortunate when you did the sidelines you would get the first questions to tom brady after you won a super bowl they're going to go to you on the field As a sideline reporter, did you like to go to the emotional question or the game-related question? I feel like sideline always seems to air emotional. The game's over. How do you feel? What does this mean to you? And I'm kind of at home thinking, man, if if it's a dramatic ending, I'd love to hear the sideline person ask, what was the call there? What were you thinking? Did you agree with that? Where, where did you like to go?
11: That's a really good question. And I learned over time that no matter what question you ask first, they're going to be emotional and enjoy the euphoria. You might say, hey, what about the catch where your feet were in, whatever? It's like, yeah, but we won it all. We came from behind, our guys. And then you've got to be ready to come back to it. So I've learned that enjoy the moment with them. Wow, what a finish. Well, you know, hey, congratulate you, Andy Reid. You finally got there. You know, and Mahomes comes running over. And sometimes, it's a scramble. The biggest one was getting to Tom Brady after the greatest comeback right. in Atlanta I had to fight through because the game went to overtime. The security They let all the media down to the field. Usually you get a little bit when you're the network broadcast, a little bit ahead of time. So everybody poured on at the field. The security guy with us got trampled. I lost our producer, the cameraman. So it was one of those. And the, the producer, you know, he's saying in my ear, let me know when you get to Brady and he can follow me going through the, the crowd. And when I got to Tom, he was exhausted. This was right after and I... Right. I said, Tom, hey, we, we, can you do this interview with, and he says, you know, I, I'm really, can we wait a minute? I'm like, we're going live with Tom Brady on Fox, and the world is, what you know, it's like, you're going to have to answer me here. And so that one was kind of the first let's just get a reaction, and then you get into hey, yeah. is this a little bit of redemption from Deflategate or Doubters, or you, you know, and then you talk about the comeback, what you're thinking at the half kind of thing, some of that, and they answer the way they want to answer, but you are limited in the, in the amount of yeah. questions that you have there. Here's, Matty, he's a pro. Lives were lost on his Way to get Brady,
4: and he and he still had to finish the job. That's a pro. Yeah, they
11: survived, but there were I, okay. I, this is no exaggeration. There were bruises. I mean, I even had bruises from the batteries of cameras hitting me in the sure. shoulder because everybody was trying to get to uh, to, to Tom Brady, who's going to join us yeah. at Fox.
5: You mentioned your time at ESPN, and I remember growing up and watching you and watching a, a host of others. That you guys did a tremendous job. From your perspective, what made that era of ESPN so special? Well, at first,
11: uh, it was just the. Only only place you could get 24-hour sports, right? so, And, and even though they didn't have the events... Sports Center had highlights of ever So it was your college or your minor league team or your major league team or there was news, almost like CNN when they broke through with 24-hour news when something happened, a Pete Rose scandal, whatever. You could carry those news conferences live. So it built that audience and there was no place else to go. And eventually, you know, you add Major League Baseball or the NFL. But also what made it uh, is that the people that put it together, the, the behind the scenes were sports fans uh, and they were either right out of college, or they grew up diehard fans of certain teams, and from all over the, the country, and really all sports, and, and they really drove what a, what a fan wants to hear, and us, uh, us on the air, we would prepare the show, write our own stuff, watch, but we were all in a room watching with other, with those guys, fans, so we were kind of like, okay, this is what people want to hear about, and getting to highlights, having fun with highlights, Chris Berman and his nicknames, you know, Bob Lee was kind of the newsy guy, and then I put Linda Cohn was her first broadcast, broke her in on, on the Late Sports Center and worked with Mike Tariq, I mean, some I'm really Amazing and talented people through the years, uh, Craig Kilborn. I mean, Carl. At, I, I can go on and on, but I think it was the, the raw passion, and we had time. We had a lot of room. To, there wasn't like three minutes on the local news and get out. You know, you can't just. And we weren't just covering one thing. We had to cover a lot of things. It, it, it was. It was really a, a fun time. It was, it, and that's why I call them the golden years. It was growing, and then eventually other people caught up. You know, and, and there were other there an NFL network, so an MLB network. So it, it cuts into what what they had before when they owned the market.
5: You, we talked about Tom Brady. As you know, he's getting ready to enter the media world. If Tom Brady could call it called you right now and ask for advice on calling games, handling the media, what would you uh give to Tom Brady? Well, he's handled the media rather well. I didn't do a lot of his games but his Super Bowls,
11: I did get to sit in those production meetings and he's already called some people like Troy Aikman who's probably the the number one analyst, no disrespect to Romo or Greg Olson or Collinsworth who are are some of the top at at, at what they do and I think he should talk to them Uh, but But number one is preparation. You have to really prepare yourself for the broadcast. The hardest thing, when I've broken some people in, and I started John Lynch in the preseason, worked with him a little bit, he went on to do a good job as a GM and a broadcast, is fitting the players, the analysts, they see like five or six things, and they only have time to fit one thing in between the snap of the ball. So your preparation helps you with that in terms of knowing the personnel, obviously the rules, we have rules analysts, but fitting and condensing that thought in between, and then also playing off your play-by-play guy. It's hard to say keep it loose and fun because the game is is the thing. And I would say that's probably if People say oh, you got to be critical. You don't have to be critical. You're Tom Brady. He can describe things and we can judge ourselves. Boy, that was a bad throw. Or man, that guy dropped the ball. But why did he do it? How did he do it? It's the how and why yeah. part. I think he'll be fine because he he's a guy who, just like Troy Aikman, going back to Phil Simms, these guys were detailed quarterbacks who prepared well as players. And, and they spent the time when they went to broadcasting to be around a producer to sit in the truck to listen to the replay tape analyst about you know, how quickly we can get a shot of something that we saw in the game and I think really at Fox we have really good people behind the scenes that uh, make sure that they take care of you in situations uh, so that you're ready to roll.
4: Well they're paying them to be more than fine so we know <laughs> that hey you're more than fine because like you and me or both I, I always tout going to Low T Center to get my numbers and I think there's power in that number and no more guessing so if, I think if you're guy. And you're curious about it, and it's a reason why you may not be feeling your best, and, and you're involved in it as well. Yeah, and I,
11: you know, traveling a lot, your energy is important uh, in your job to keep up with that. Your, your health. So if you start dragging, and I think we're all in our thirties or older, right? Yes, <laughs> okay. it's just a guess. But uh, so you get in that range, go uh, to go to a, a low T center, uh, and these are medically monitored too. And all they do is check, and then they'll tell you where those numbers are, and then they'll say, "Hey, you need to do this, you need to do that." Most uh, health insurance or most medical companies will will come cover the cost of this type of thing and uh, it's more than just uh, energy it's uh, feeling better it's building up muscle you know your muscle decreases after a certain age and I think it's important to go to uh, lowt.com and get the uh, set up an appointment it, it'll be quick you're in and out within 20 minutes t- then they'll tell you what you need you might be fine but if you're dragging a little bit if you're battling some depression some wear and tear I mean look it's always important to eat right and exercise but they'll help you with numbers the testosterone testosterone sometimes you just can't control as you get older it's going to go down, they're going to help you keep it up so you'll have your energy up.
4: Chris Myers you've uh, done interviews that I've been in awe of over the years. I don't know if you prepped more for a Super Bowl or an interview with OJ Simpson for 45 minutes but uh, when you did the up close with OJ Simpson, I was as impressed with anything I've seen a journalist do would you go back and ask anything now that you didn't ask when you did that post-trial interview. Well, thanks for... Yeah, that was the first
11: live interview yeah. that he did after both trials. You but nailed then, it. There is a book coming out uh, in November. You guys will have the scoop on this that I'm writing about. Huh. A number of the things you talked about, including some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with that interview and the preparation and, and dealing with O.J. The question that people liked, that Howard Stern talked about, that the Tonight Show brought up, was, the, you know, are you capable of killing? That was as close as I was going to come to say, did you did you kill uh, those two uh, people and and I knew we weren't going to get that. Uh, remember the, the deal was that he had two conditions. He wanted to come on because he thought we were fair the way we interviewed. He was like, "I wanted live." That's why he turned down Barbara Walters because she would only tape it. Uh, and I and I don't. You can't ask about my kids, you know. That and I was like, "That's fair." I said, "But I, I, I'm I'm going to ask you about everything else." So I, I guess I could have pressed him more, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not the judge and the jury. I wanted to ask questions that the. Uh, fans of his and, and the fans of, of those that were lost and our football fans that they wanted to know and I, and I think we tried to cover that we was supposed to be a half hour live we ended up going 15 minutes yep. so we got a lot more, a lot more to it but uh, yeah you know I, you can always, I've never watched the whole thing back you can always do a better job at something there were some follow ups I think I missed and that's always the most important thing to an interview is what you follow up with and so that's something I would uh, I think if I went back over it there's a few there that I could have pressed him a uh, little more without being rude
4: it stuck with me all these years, so it obviously uh, hit home. So now that you, that you broke that, you have to come on when that book comes out. Absolutely. And come back our I show. will,
11: and you're the guys that I'd want, because okay. you've talked about a lot of the things, and there's a lot of things behind the scenes in the book the Brady, the OJ stuff yeah, okay. that, that you'll be, uh, I think, interested in. And that was the one thing OJ said at the end of the yeah. interview: was, uh, Thanks. It was great talking. He was sarcastic. It was great talking sports with you. And that, and he, and I remember like, that. Yes, he was he went sarcastic. Yes, yeah. He's the only guest I didn't shake his hand, but that's how it goes. So. Maddie,
4: they were sitting a little two-top table yeah. right next to each other and he went 45-50 minutes Q&A with OJ. I've always remembered it. Great job, Chris. Thank you. Enjoy your time here. We look forward to talking to you again uh, very soon. Thanks for having me on. Right. Thank you. We will come back uh, with my Vegas quote of the day. Uh, Rothman and Ice, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, sponsored by Low T Center. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care on the fan.
2: Timmy Hall hosts Buckeye Roundtable. A special look inside the world of Ohio State athletics. And a special look inside Timmy's neck beard. Monday at 6. The The only thing higher than Maddie Ice's excitement level is Pat Mahomes Senior's blood alcohol level. You're listening to Rothman and Ice live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl.
3: Sponsored by the Low T Center. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care.
4: All right, back live on Radio Row. Uh, it is only Wednesday, but we've been making bets on the Super Bowl uh, the last couple days, Maddie. So let's do our bet 365. And I feel that. I want to zero in on Purdy. Okay. Since we talked about him a lot. And as you know, at Bet365, they don't do ordinary, and neither do we. I like his completions over 20 and a half. Ooh. I think that he's going to have to throw the football. I think asking for, for that is, I think dump offs to CMC will be there, some little pops to Debo. I think he's not afraid to throw the ball down the field. But if, if people are telling us there are going to be a lot of points, you're gonna run in the Chiefs all day. I just feel like
5: do not I don't you don't have to make this a tandem jump, but I'm gonna bet the over on twenty and a half. I actually think I'm going to go with the under because if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I got one of the best running backs in the entire sport right now, and that guy fifteen in red and yellow, I wanna keep him on the sideline as long as possible. And because of that I've got Trent Williams, arguably the best left tackle in the sport, and a pretty good offensive line. I'm going under. I don't want to put a ton on Purdy's plate in his first Super Bowl he's ever played in. So give me the under on that. Give me the under on that. And we got some cool opportunities at Bet365 right now because you can get $5 in bonus bets for every touchdown scored when you wager $50 or more on a same-game parlay on San Francisco versus Kansas City or get $2 in bonus bets for every touchdown when you wager $20 or more on a same-game parlay on San Francisco or the Kansas City Chiefs. So AR are cooking up some good stuff over at Bet365 right now. Pretty cool offer. It's
4: never ordinary at Bet365. If you're looking for a betting site, sign up at oh.bet365.com. Got to be 21 or older, must be present in Ohio. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. I feel, so we just mentioned CMC. And tomorrow we're going to track down EMC. Oh. I'm going to do it. Eddie McCaffrey. What's
5: cooler, CMC or EMC? CMC flows a little better for me right now, but I'm not going to tell that to his face when we get to talk to him. I'll leave that to you. Because I do feel like the fact that his son is about ready to go into the Super
4: Bowl here with the Niners. You know, Dad, the Faja has three of them. Uh I think one with the Niners, two with the Broncos. And one of the best blocking receivers, really good, reliable target. And now he's got a son who's the all-everything Swiss Army knife in the Super Bowl. So we'll track down Easy Ed. Maybe Easy Ed is better than CMC. That's That's
5: a better... Nickname. You going easy? Ed is that E A S Y or E A Z Y? What are you rolling with over there? Uh, that'd be uh, probably more of a Z. I think easy easy ease family probably wouldn't be too happy oh. with you on that. But we we won't, we won't we won't tell them. I want to
4: get the we guy sued here. We uh, so we'll have him on tomorrow, and so that will be exciting. Um, so I think I'm going to try to end each day with a quote from Vegas, just in my mind. And my my parting quote today will be. If a man is wearing a pinky ring, don't mess with him. I think that's what—that's my, my advice. Wait, you saw somebody with a pinky just ring saying, you wouldn't want to mess with around here? saying I was floating around the casino or whatever, and if, it was, a, if it was a dude wearing a pinky ring, just be
5: polite. Don't mess with him. Did somebody get knocked out? No,
4: nobody got knocked out. Just,
5: You're leaving this very vague here. I, I need just, more details, my no, man. No, that's just going to be an open-ended quote,
4: and you can... Infer what you'd like in it. That's I thought you all.
5: were going to go with my quote from last night at the uh, the Super Bowl media party. And when I kind of hit you with it, what's he up to when it came to? Okay, do you want to tell the I story? The the we have a minute. I'm glad you brought it up. Let's tell the story. So we are at the Super Bowl media party last night, and there was the Bruce Lee Foundation. And there was a presentation happening on the stage, and there was a lot of people up there, a few people up there, and I couldn't tell what was really going on, so as you know on the show, if you've listened to us for years, when we ask the question, what's he up to, that can get a little dicey, because that's led us down a road of some folks that are no longer with us, so what came out of my mouth AR last night? So, Maddie's looking from
4: the paddock club at the Grand Prix, and there's the foundation down below, or right across from us, and there's a guy a, a speaking, a... Uh, I don't, it wasn't a martial arts guy, but it was the Bruce Lee Foundation. And Maddie gets all excited and goes, is that Bruce Lee? And I said, uh, what? And he said, no, I think that's Bruce Lee. And I'm like, uh, Bruce Lee left us a long time yeah. ago, the martial artist. I um, don't know what the heck I was thinking. And not on only did, man. is he not with us? Um, it was about long gone, almost fifty years long ago.
5: Gone. <laughs> yeah, long gone. There, so Maddie so, yeah. gets the first award of yeah. what's he up to? Yeah, that's a that's a fail on my part. But hey, before we get out of here, if you guys missed Adam Schefter today, Dan Marino, Chris Myers, wherever you get your podcasts, type in Rothman and Ice, and uh, we will be there waiting for you. You can catch up on all things R and I. Full three hours strong tomorrow from Radio
4: Row. Common Man and T-Bone up next. Rothman and Ice is live from The Row in Vegas, sponsored by Low T-Center. Low T-Center reinventing men's health care right here on The Fan.
2: If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, The Fan, Ohio sports destination. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling Prom. call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio State men's basketball was up 18 early in the second half last night against Indiana. Indiana was as high as 12.5-1 on the money line to come back and win. Comeback they did. Indiana gets their biggest comeback victory in 26 years. Buckeyes closed as a 5.5 point favorite. For your ESPN Bet Action Update, I'm Scotty Vegas.
8: Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the
3: cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
2: WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.
11: The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Paul Keels, College Football's National Letter of intent signing day. Defensive lineman Dominic Kirks from Cleveland rounded out the Buckeyes signing class. Meanwhile, head coach Ryan Day indicated he'll give up play calling and talked about having Bill O'Brien, for the moment at least, as the offensive coordinator.
5: I really
4: was looking for somebody who had great background in the NFL, you know the SEC. He was a former head coach, he had been a head coach in, in the league, and the experience Um, of developing quarterbacks. O'Brien's still
11: a candidate for the Boston College vacancy. Kansas City Chiefs all-pro guard Joe Thune expressing optimism that he'll be able to play in Sunday's Super Bowl against San Francisco. He missed the AFC title game with a pectoral injury. And former New York Jets and Buffalo Bills head coach Rex Ryan is interviewed with the Dallas Cowboys for their defensive coordinator job. This update brought to you by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at NatureStone.com. It's not just a floor. Wow, it's Nature Stone. Breaking sports news when it happens on the fan, Ohio sports destination.